They say that a duck's quack doesn't echo, that ostriches stick their head in the sand, that lemmings throw themselves off cliffs, and that Galnet forum readers are capable of being sensible and not at all salty. Here at Hutton this evening, we can prove that one of these is categorically untrue. Throughout the radio level on the station, high up on one of the long arms that lead away from the main mug production facilities, a very special Hutton team member is following a duck. The duck is wandering this way and that, far from where it should be, and in zero G, a nervous duck is something that you don't want overhead. Its feet occasionally flap against a surface and it jets off in a different direction, using its wings for stability. The member of the team following our avian friend sees it enter the radio studio and with a look of panic, presents himself to the team waiting within. Duck prevention officer here reporting for duty. Now, where is the little blighter? He's over there, behind the desk. What are you doing? This is a little trick that I learned back on Earth. If you put all those little ducklings in a box, the mother is going to follow you. Oh, why have you got an egg box under one arm? I couldn't find any ducklings. These are going to have to do. She doesn't look very impressed. You do know we're about to go in there, don't you? Hey, ducky, ducky, ducky. Come on, come on this way. I say, it's me. Oh, bother. It's got into the equipment. We'll never get it out on time. <laughs> make so much. Stop the ducks. <laughs> <laughs> good evening, good evening everyone. I am Dick Chafing, sitting astride the stro show like a like a god, like a boss. I'm a little concerned about the duck, especially if Alvin sees it, though. If Moof gets his way, we'll be ordering some hoisin sauce for immediate delivery. Joining me tonight we have Rudolf Hucker, the three-legged wooden horse of news. Sneaking things into my script that should be obvious. But somehow I missed. We have Harry Bolsack, Hutton's very own Achilles Hill. Hmm. And there's Wilma, who keeps us all lashed to the mast. And we've got Norma, the voice that sunk a thousand ships. I'm not sure I like that one. But if we're insulting everyone, Lou's not here. I think he's hiding in the cave or something. I don't know exactly what he's doing, but I do know there's a danger of him putting his eye out. I've got no idea what's going on here, but let's sail forth into the headlines and hope that this show doesn't go on for years. Ah, right. Where's the bong button? Here we go. <clears throat> Licensed legs and landings landing soon. Have the biscuits gone stale? All the latest from Dunker's Rest. Dollar Depot dropped by WNL Distraction. Hutton says, dull. Hogtied Buck says, what the heck? 
We're going to town in Meredith City where the grass is green and the jokes are witty. It's all about PvP at Reedquat. And I'm going to tell us all about the pirate attack in Hill Quasai, since I don't have hold of loose bits this week. First tonight, we have our first story. There's been a new buzz about the galaxy. And no, we don't mean the murder hornets of old Earth. We mean the latest announcement by the Pilots Federation that after years of work, it looks like licensed uh, access to the atmospheric planets is on the horizon. They've been researching how to safely allow commanders to move from the rocky and icy worlds that they've been so used to, from the Coriolis and Orbis and outposts where their kind hang out, and begin to reintegrate with the majority of the galactic population planet side. Yes, we've earned our wings and sometime soon we'll be getting our legs and hopefully feet. With atmospheres, alien microbes, poisonous gases and other other hazards, difficult terrain and the need to be uh, actually able to move around rather than bounce like a Pillsbury Doughboy, the first challenge was to design a spacesuit that didn't catch you in the diddly doodahs when crouching. The original space legs were invented the year before the Cobra Mark III was brought to the masses and the story of Commander Jameson hit the airwaves. The story of Jetman and his jetpack on planet surfaces, bravely trying to reassemble his broken rocket, clad in nothing but an inflexible spacesuit. In the intervening years, access to atmospheric bodies has been the sole province of government agencies, wary of spreading bacterial and micro- microbial destruction on local flora and fauna as well as the genuine possibility that pilots might end up as lawn darts all over the place and risk the safety of both indigenous and colonial populations through artistic landings. But with a little bit of diligent hard work and a lot of effort, they've confirmed that members of the Pilots' Federation can bring their elite feet, their sky thighs, their space legs and their preambulation to a planet near you early in 3307. Oh, and yes, they've come up with a jetpack that doesn't barbecue your bum every time it fires, or project you like Bubba Fed into a Java sales barge. <sighs> what the planet-dwelling population think about a bunch of space jockeys arriving on their pristine paradise has remains to be seen, but the initial video feeds have shown heavily armed commanders with support ships approaching unsuspecting planets with dubious intentions etched on their space visors. We're excited, as it may mean that there are more places that are yet to hear about the mug, and Alvin might actually get outdoors for a change, which will certainly save me from picking up those little parcels. Watch this space for more news about stuff that's not in space. Over in WNL, at Dunker's Rest, the campaign to save the biscuit production facilities from the evil Simbad the Bad appears to be a little less fresh than it seemed a week ago. 
with Simbad the Bad bribing all and sundry to bring exploration data to Dunker's Rest, then flogging it all to Universal Cartographics, along with handing over a brown envelope stuffed in stuffed with unmarked bills, moving the influence in the right direction is proving to be less of a ginger snap and more of Auntie's bait goods that will break your teeth than was expected. With the Biscuiteers unable to take advantage of legitimate means such as trade, or bounty hunting, or data drops, they've resorted to taking any missions they can from their local agent, right under the rather pointy nose of Simbad the Bad. His rather sordid media campaign appears to have stopped this week, with his propagandists taking the week off. When it comes to activity, however, Simbad has been up to his old tricks and using every trick in the book to keep the 38 at bay. The Biscuiteers aren't daunted by the scale of this project, though, and are determined to bring Simbad the Bad to a bad end in WNL, just one nibble at a time. More news from Colonia, this time courtesy of King Hanky. It appears that whilst we've been stalking the biscuit barrel, waiting to get our hands on the ginger nuts, someone else has had their eye on a depot at Dola. As is normal for Colonia, Hutton have been in a cycle of election, outbreak, uh, probably from kissing all those grotty snotty babies, and election again. And unfortunately, we got election burnout and forgot to actually campaign in the last one meaning that Dola Depot and Tia changed hands. King Hanky has switched his attention back to Tia, and wiping the tear from his eye, giving us a little frustrated and Simpson-esque dole, has put a number of his clones into action to rescue the Dola from the doldrums. Any pirates in the vicinity of Colonia, if a mission takes you past our front door at Dola, if you could bag a mission or two on your way past, we'd be ever so grateful. Or from Hanky's colon later in the hot pit rundown. We have received an official, unofficial explanation for the recent absence of Buck Naked's spokesperson for Lacon Spaceways. From our airwaves and the redness of his face upon his sudden return last week, it appears that Buck may have been subject to a case of mistaken identity, as one night, whilst dressing in his Type 7, aptly named the Bedhead Redemption, and wearing his standard full cowboy outfit. Well, you like to get undressed at night, don't you? Buck likes a change from his normal attire as well. He awoke to find two figures at his bedside, holding their weapons in their hands, saying, clothes off, it's time for us to use the broom. Buck's immediate and witty retort was, bugger off, it's too early, as he'd initially mistaken them for his usual wake-up call. It soon dawned upon him that these were not his regular Friday assistants, as they were not carrying the jar of necessary unguents, nor a cure for a sake hangover. But never one to turn down a new experience, Buck agreed to the procedure. When the two gentlemen stepped into the light, revealing that they weren't Buck's usual nocturnal visitors and presenting their advance fee for their intimate sweeping, Buck realized that the searchers should have looked at the ship next door the red bed detention. Of course, the hired hands, expecting token resistance as part of, uh, as part of their roleplay, promptly tasered Buck before showing some true grit in hog-tying him and breaking out their best tickling sticks. 
He offered them a fistful of dollars to untie him, which they refused, but for a few dollars more, they let him keep his boots on. At which point, from a location that, as of yet, on a naked buck, the mind boggles as to where it was, he managed to lay his manacled hands on a rather beefing-looking beam laser and offered, any man that doesn't want to cooperate will make him wish he hadn't been born. Before suggesting that they looked at his ID, made in real leather and embossed with the words badass mother trucker, their eyes opened wise, wide as they realized their error. That's the problem with this business, said Buck. All you meet are cowboys and aliens. They are, as of yet, unforgiven. The sight of a buck naked, buck naked, holding his big beam laser in one hand and walking them into the airlock is something that's sure to give them nightmares. There's no word yet as to whether the members of Simbad the Bad that had actually hired them for services managed to get his evening of sordid pleasures with that broom. But our imaginations are running right as to what a 5,000 credit tickling session actually involves. <laughs> you get so used to that taking a wee bit longer on the puzzles, don't you? <laughs> <clears throat> Vertente Super Rotam, as they say over in Shinrata Desra, or a turn of the wheel, as Vantian turns over in his wonderful Latin-speaking grave, as the Dark Wheel supporters gain a little momentum. They were thrown into a spin by the knowledge that actually put the Dark Wheel on top over at Founder's World was one step too many, but undaunted they realised that the bureaucrats that run the public face of the supposedly secret organisation have an outpost over in LHS 926. Yes, Meredith City, where, as the badly translated cover song state, the grass is green and the joke's quite witty. It is the location of their latest effort to recapture that spirit of adventure that inspired so many keyboard warriors back in the day behind the console of an old iron arse Cobra Mark III. Naming themselves Rabid Hamster Attack Force, we're not sure why that particular name as hamsters appear to be particularly short-lived. But aside from that one incident where Harry got one stuck in his flight suit that time, they aren't particularly dangerous. Their plan to take over the galaxy one station at a time! <laughs> and of course, definitely not anything that belongs to anyone else from any other uh, pilot federation. It just, just, just no one else is affected. <clears throat> Their target. Some say that it's Saul. Others that it's not the destination, but the attention that it garners to the process that's important. <laughs> Meme-meister general for the hamsters, the ever-attentive Alec Turner of the Bucky Ballers, has been in overdrive this week, churning out pictorial and viral media for them and a number of very popular player groups, have expressed an interest in being part of the Dark Wheel Appreciation and Reenactment Society, complete with muskets. Just in case there's something behind it and they really don't want to miss out. We wish them well. And if they actually do end up anywhere near Saul, Alvin asks politely that they leave his playground well alone, or he'll bark at them. Or quack, supposedly. Reed Kratt has seen a battle. <clears throat> I'm going to start the one again. Reed Kratt has seen a battle on an epic scale. 
and Hutton was there to watch. We drew up our deck chairs and popped the corn as we settled down to see how PvP in Reedquack turned out. PvP in this case is Pirate versus Pirate, as Code engaged in a war with Spear in this ancient and long-troubled system. Considering Spear are involved, or is that S-P-E-A-R? I don't know, it might be an acronym. We shouldn't be surprised by the amount of sabre-rattling, and they and Code have supplied enough salt to raise the blood pressure of everyone in the galaxy to dangerous levels. Anarchy is the lifeblood of Reedquat, and spilling blood is the lifestyle. The G-word has been banded about frequently. No, not Gerdler. So much that this might have been termed GVG. Disbelief of the picture-or-it-didn't-happen kind has dominated this conflict, which has been to warfare what descriptions of outing to ancient castles are to common sense. Little has been heard of the truly innocent party in this strife, the harmless Redequatian mouse, which is much prized for its delicate meat and extremely soft fur, used to make the much-treasured mouse mat coats. In this motherfunker of all disputes, the two factions started with handbags at dawn, moved quickly to who had the biggest brother, and what would happen when he turned up, and inevitably escalated to the ultimate in warfare, cries of, yes, I know you are, but what am I? We wish them luck, but don't come crying to us if someone gets hurt. It's been a busy week over in Hutton Space this week, and it's just my luck that Lou's left me holding the can and having to work out what it all means. First things first, thank you Commander Ganesh Taylor, who has returned to Hutton Space from a year and a half of exploration mission. Your big dump means no one else has to visit our stations for a few weeks. The Banter Bus Depot over at Hillpartai had a minor pirate problem in the last 24 hours, but Kinrain and his banter bus customers appear to have scared them off in double quick time. Thanks to all the commanders that went over to Barnard Star and braved the dockers to help bring us out of civil unrest and back into boom. We've had a public holiday over in LP53281 where they're celebrating local hero Svetlana Zavitskaya the first member of a multi-gender space station crew and pioneering Soviet cosmonaut. They've broken out the vodka and their special borscht recipe and are saying Zanashish Milish Dam. There's a little outbreak in Wolf 25, so if you can bring a few bottles of hand sanitizer and some face masks, that would be great. Other than that, over in Hanky's colon, He's asking that we help the Colonia Council over in Tia whilst he comes up with a plan to extricate the blockage before sticking a huge election in there to get our dollar back. That's all from Hutton Space this evening. Thank you, thank you everyone for uh, sticking with us through that wonderful newscast and of course our wonderful news team for bringing you the latest and greatest from the Hutton Orbital Systems. 
As they say in a quiet and cosy voice on late night radio, if you know Phoenix to Fire, you know what we're talking about. Here's one for all the explorers out there in the black. It's a long way from home by Semisonic. Who? Who? We'll be back after Semisonic. It's a B-side. Oh. Are we in, okay? Well, we're allowed to play B-side. Let's go for it. We'll be back after this. Enjoy. I did press the button, and then it brought up a wonderful little icon that said "No." <laughs> Let's do it manually. That was quite a nice little chill wee song. That one actually. Why is it not stopping? Stop! Stopping! Stop! Stopping! Stop! Stopping! Okay. Hold on. No one can hear what you're shouting at me right there. Now they can. Uh, is it? I blame the dark completely on this one. Yeah, sorry, it's um the stream decks have got lots lots of lovely um options and controls which make these things and, and running shows live whoop um a little bit easier. Um uh, but sometimes some weeks they just don't want to behave and uh, this week it's being a little bit naughty. But that's um that's tech for you. Good evening everyone and welcome to Hot Orbital News. Uh hopefully you've had a nice welcome. week. Everyone's here. We've got Amelia um Yep. Hello, 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 hello. We have Flossie with us. Hello. <laughs> I've, I've never got any idea if they can work out what order it's going to be in or whether it's different on everyone's screens. Uh, we have the inevitable Harry Bozak, Sean Pond. Good evening. And of course, that other um, guy, which is named Vantion, David Pearson. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, I'm, I'm back again. Yeah. It's, it's nice to obviously we had sort of the week on week off thing but with all the lockdown I, I, I'm having a, a week on week on thing which means on your week off I'm on a week on which is great yeah it's nice to be able to do yeah. it it's a shame if, you're, if you're getting no no sorry if you're getting a week off you have to go and isolate yourself <laughs> for dumb tush yes it's a big cough um, so yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun it's nice to be able to sort of meet up again and, and uh, say hello to everyone out there in your homes under house arrest in fact you're not you're all free now it's it's all over apparently if you look outside at the which says we can we can meet one other person from one other household oh, I can't remember it's uh, depending if you're in Scotland or Wales it's two meters or maybe not two meters. I or I can't remember. Are we allowed to punch other people yet? That's the question. Can we punch people yet? Depends how long your arms are. No. It depends. It depends if they're Nazis or not. In which case, you can always punch them. <laughs> just wash afterwards. You just need a two meter reach. That's the thing. Two meter reach. <laughs> um, well, having 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 gorilla arms helps. You know. <laughs> I that's why. Oh, we have a question. We've had a question come in from retired Navy IT one. How on earth did we get the B side of the CD to work? When I, retired Navy IT one, you turn it over. Yeah, just like this. Woo! <laughs> like that. <laughs> that's why the B sides never sound quite as good as the A sides. Yeah, so in the CDs, it does. It's problematic on a CD. That's that yeah. is true. Um, what else has been going on? I mean, it has been a bit of a fun week, obviously. Uh, um, but we had that thing yesterday that was quite spectacular. Hide, hide and seek with the with the video. No, not that one. No, no. Well, yeah, maybe that one. No, I played uh, I played a board game with um, Chris Jarvis on Tabletop Simulator, and it ended up in the in multi, the ultimate phrase that went along the lines of "Right, I think this might be my last opportunity to fuck you all over," and we went, "So you're the saboteur." 
so yeah that was board games that was fun um, but yes that spectacular video from Frontier this week did detailing or oh, teasing us teasing us viciously that we're going to have retro spacesuits and uh, bum thrusters oh the, the I'm not going to cook my bum thruster that we saw with a little bunny hop that, that was quite spectacular Booth can do that now he doesn't need a spacesuit. No, it just it does take a lot more clean up than those look like they need. Um, so yeah, it should be quite exciting. Uh, obviously, what what, what what decade's that coming out? Is that after Star Citizen? <laughs> when does it come out? No, that's that is early. I don't know what the word early necessarily means, but early thirty three oh seven. Ah, okay. Well, then that is definitely something to look forward to. Um, I am hoping at some point as well, because one thing I really want to do is, do you know how they quarantined all the lava planets? I cannot wait for them to lift that quarantine, because that is where I'm going. Now, whether or not I attempt to see whether those suits are lava-proof or not is... That's pretty guaranteed. I'm going to jump in. It's it's guaranteed. Guaranteed? Oh, yeah. There's no way I'm not. Cast iron guaranteed? The first thing I'm doing when they they remove quarantine on lava planets is I'm going to fly down there and I'm going to see how deep I can get my legs in that stuff. (laughs) The floor is made of lava. Isn't that something kids do? (laughs) Yeah, that's true, yeah. (laughs) That'd be great. We could just park our ships and then just jump from ship to ship and stay out of the lava to get from one side to the other. That'd be brilliant. All right, okay. So we've got our new game. Um, anyone who wants to sign up to be part of our testing team, <laughs> the, the floor is lava testing team. <laughs> Are you in, Flossie? You in for that? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think Flossie's just going to turn up with the bandages and the saffron, <laughs> along with Nurse Wise. I think Flossie and Nurse Wise are going to be going around rescuing everybody. Next week, though, oh, sorry, Flossie. Next week we've got that wonderful um, update to the um, CQC sign-up systems. Um, so if you find yourself waiting in a queue outside one of the CQC competition centres, is it still called CQC, or is it Arena now? Do, do we have to stand two metres apart if we're in the queue? Well, I think I think you're in a vehicle. You are in an enclosed coffin, so to speak. So you're in a flying coffin, and I think I think that meets the terms of having perspex and, and ventilation between you and any other person. Um, so that's due the update for the sign-up sheets for those, so that actually signing up with your friends should now be an acceptable method. That's next next week exactly. So we'll be probably be talking about that on the show. Um, do we have a theme tonight, Mister Vantian? We do. But he'll come back and tell you in a minute. But yes, we do. Yeah. Once he turns his mic on. Am I, am I not talking? No. Oh, I'm talking. You're oh, not. Right. Um, yeah, there is a theme this week. See, normally the theme just sort of happens during the week. And this, this week I had about four or five ideas for the theme. And I, I, I started listening to the music. And that no, that one's rubbish. And then no, that one's rubbish. And then Cal's going to hate that one because we cannot play... The when I got high tune again because you nearly you nearly shivved me last time I played the uh, yep. <laughs> yeah so Onion Head was right out so the theme this week isn't Onion Head um, and then we had to miss the obvious ones and the yeah and I just had one of those times this morning where I had to spend about two and a half hours listening to music to come up with the theme so for what you've got just just be happy with it we've got music and it's a good nice it was a yeah. nice it could have been a lot lot worse. I'm going to give you a hint now. Long Way From Home by Semisonic was the first tune. 
you can guess Hutton Orbital if you want, but we've done that one so many times. It's not that one. That one is the best one. Oh, yeah, that's definitely... What, the Hutton Orbital one? Yeah, I thought the best time. one was the one that, 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 that Steve comes up with every week. Boobs. Is anyone going to say it? Boobs. I'll say it. I'm not going to well, say boobs. That's rude. One. Darth Vader's boobs. Did see his post. Um, so, yes, of course... Um, I can't remember his name. Steve is uh, not with us tonight, and I believe Pete is away resting his pipes as well. Take that as you will. Um, mm-hmm. He has obviously a weekend job where he voices over uh, adult entertainment movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the voiceover at the start of the dodgy movies you see on certain channels. That, that's, yeah. that's him. And after the last uh, weekend's worth where he did a bumper 17 adult movies in one weekend, hey, it's left him with a little horse. Um, no, sorry. <laughs> a small pony. No, it's it's, it's left him a, a little horse. It's left him a little horse, and that was meant to be the pun. No, it's not left him with a little horse. Now he's just downright filthy. <clears throat> so, Pete, we hope your voice recovers well soon, and you're back fighting fit. Sean, you have uh, well, we miss you. Come back soon. Uh, is there anyone else? Eddie Girdler, stop. Going oh, no. out now, to you see, pick up birds. <laughs> this guide to how to pick up birds was... Now, everybody listens to the news. Well, they don't. A few people listen. Actually, no, a couple of people listen to the news. <clears throat> and you you wonder, you know, do they make all of this up? We do not make any of the news or this show up at all. Because the Hutton Duck is actually a thing. And we proved it this week because we had a video from Mr. Girdler, didn't we? Was it, is he the asylum? Yes, he is the asylum. Because Mr. Girdler accidentally managed to lock a duck into his garden. And being the kind of epic trucker that he is, because he's rescued people during lockdown and all sorts, and and we gave him awards for that one, um, he realised the duck couldn't get out of the garden because the duck was lost, and the duck had little ducklings. So Mr. Girdler decided the best way to sort this out would be to gather all the ducklings into a box and then chase their mother out of the garden while carrying all the ducklings. Um, and we had, what was it, about an eight-minute video of him walking down paths somewhere with a box full of ducklings chasing this mother duck. All over the place. It was, a, I mean, it was a nice... Does Peter do audio description on the adult movies, says uh, our apologies officer? Um, sometimes. Why is, it, is that a particular kink? He's reaching into his satchel. He pulls out his large tool. Is that the kind of thing that you're looking for, Mia? I'm not sure. Let us know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Can we do that? Can we, get, can we get Pete to narrate one of Flossie's diaries or something and just try and see if we can get that kind of interesting feel to it? Oh, jeez. Well, but so, so, you know, that, that bit is real. And what else was real? The, the the announcement was real about space legs or space feet or elite feet or atmospheres or something. And yes, we did lose Dola Depot. And yes, Bug did Buck did get hogtied before anybody asks. And yes, there is a bunch of people trying to expand the Dark Wheel into Soul. And yes, there was a fight between the Code and Spear. Yeah, that is made. So before anybody cracks. thinks this is all made up news, it's all real. It's made Reed quite dangerous again. 
Well, Reed quite always was an anarchy, wasn't it? Back in the day. It used oh, to yes. be 500 years. It used to be a lot trickier to get through it until uh, recently, um, and it is relatively namby-pamby now, but yeah, it's it's kind of back to having its danger that if you have a full cargo hold, go around. Go around. Well, it, here's the thing. that it. I think if spare win, it becomes not dangerous anymore, but if... How does it work? Uh, or if, if the other lot win, then it stays in anarchy. Because we did have an appeal from the code to actually go and lend them a hand. Because they need somewhere anarchic to hand hang out. Okay. Do they not have a home system, or did they lose that already? Yeah, but it wasn't anarchic enough for them. They wanted one with complicated spelling, with cues in it and things. <laughs> As opposed to the... Have you got the sound effect from um, Draxor there? Oh, the home system must be that three-letter one. Oh, is it? Really? Yeah. Knob. Now, what's it called? The home system of the Cove isn't knob, knob is it? It's um, knob, yes. Knob. No, it's not. What? <laughs> Just to throw you into the deep end. Um, we, we, have a, we have a thank you also to one commander who managed to do, what is it, about an hour and a half long video from outside Hutton Orbital earlier um, this week. Thank you very much. Funky Abigail, wasn't it? Was it Funky Abigail? Well, good morning, yes. Funky Abigail. Yes, who parked outside Hutton Orbital for at least a week and videoed it for us. We are going to be robbing that video completely to use somewhere. <laughs> it was nice to see, actually, um, there's been quite a lot of people back here, and I think this uh, legs announcement yesterday really did encourage people to go and dust off their ships and, you know, give their stick a shake and um, take it out for a little trial flight to um, get reacquainted with the systems. Yep, so, but, um, anyway, you were frustrated, weren't you, this week? Yeah, but or I was even yesterday. It's... You got you got very grumpy, grumpy at grumpy people. Yeah. There's sort of like a spiral of grumpy going I'll on. I'll tell you what it is, because, you know, sometimes things happen and people make mistakes. And there's nothing worse than you make a mistake. Say, for example, you know, someone happens to photograph you with a goat. It's nothing worse than in that moment of a mistake that there's someone there to witness it. You've tripped on the pavement, you stand up, you look around quickly, has anyone noticed? And if they are, and someone has noticed, you've then got to make it look like you meant it. You've got to kind of limp it off and go... Ta-da! And stand up. You know, you got to do that. You got to do that sort of acrobatic thing where you land at the end of the mat, and then you go like that to the judges, and then you turn around to the other judges, and you go like that. You've got to do that. Well, you know, our, our dear friends at Frontier had a moment where a mistake did not go unnoticed, and yeah, I got a bit grumpy. I've got no place to get grumpy on their behalf, not really. But I do worry that when they, if a mistake happens publicly, that one of our dear friends is getting a roasting for it. You know, just image of of David well, Brayman launching there are mis- mugs. There are mistakes. There are mistakes that have negative consequences, and there are mistakes that have positive conf- consequences. Are you talking about a pregnancy test? Have you got something to tell me? <laughs> I'm not even opening that can of worms. Okay. <laughs> no, not going there. Just in case the wife's watching from the other room. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, but so if there was an error, if somebody made an error and hit the, oh, I'm going to upload that now, and then we all got something exciting to look at, this was a good error. This wasn't a, I accidentally drove to Barnard's Castle 
and gave everyone death kind of error. This was an, oh my God, I just told everybody that the world has just got a little bit more awesome error. And those kind of errors don't require criticism. Those are just like, yes, we got it early. That's it. That's it. Yes. Yes. But yes, and, and then of course we've seen some interesting and mixed reports um, regarding to the locations that you are permitted. Uh, obviously, like any proper lockdown system, there are places that you can take your space legs and there are places that you cannot. Lava planets, we believe, will still be in quarantine for the foreseeable future, but no, according to some German press there is only a possibility of stretching your legs outside on a planet surface. Now, I'm not entirely sure that that is fully accurate, but you know what? We will reach out to our dear friends and find out where we can go and where we can't go and let you know. Unless Dave knows. Do you know, Dave? Well, no, I don't know where we Are can you allowed go. To I know see? where we can't go. I know where we can't go, and Amelia's familiar with this one. We can't go 35,000 kilometres into the gas of a gas giant to walk around. I can tell you that. <laughs> We can't walk on the surface of water. Not unless we subscribe to that particular book. Um, we definitely can't walk on 10G, no, 15G worlds without the need of an exoskeleton and maybe, yeah, um, <laughs> some medical attention at the end of it. But, um, I mean, obviously there will be sensible restrictions about where you can't walk. You can't walk inside the engines of Anaconda. Because you get a bit hot. Can you walk inside the inside of an anaconda? Well, he can already. As was shown on the video earlier, the fan-made tic-tic video, as as you use your camera to walk around the inside, that so, so you can do that already. So nobody cares about that. We've already seen the inside of the anaconda. <laughs> That's old stuff. No, I've got a Type 9 and I've got two freaking doorways either side of me that I want to go through. I want to it's go through. It's not their fault you lost the key, okay? <laughs> it's not their fault you lost the key. Um, but, oh my goodness, it, it's just like, here, have a big bag of sweeties for free. Ooh, there aren't any orange ones. Well, technically, it's oh, not yeah. for free. Uh, so it's not for free, is it? Oh, sorry. Free. Sorry. Some sensible people. <laughs> Back to Lifetime Expansion Pack earlier on. In the, it's not for free. No. Here's, well, here's a load of sweeties <laughs> and it cost you 50p. But I wanted I wanted glow-in-the-dark sweeties. Well, yeah, anyway, I have no idea. Some people just love being grumpy. Yeah, well, yesterday it was me, and uh, I'm over it now. I hope I hope I'm over it now. Um, yeah, you know, I just I don't like I don't I really it really hurts my head. I get so I get upset on behalf of our friends because I hate to think of them having a stressful moment. I mean, we fuck up all the time, you know. It's it's part and parcel, <laughs> and it upsets us when we fuck up. If we make a mistake, if you press the wrong button, it's we strive to do our best. And that's what we believe, our and, and and that's what we trust that our friends at Frontier always do as well. And so when it goes wrong for them, there's an initial pain of oh no. Can you can you imagine? Okay, Don't sack you're it a again. member. You're a member of the team. You're sat at home like we are at the moment. Well, we're not. We're in our space. Hello, ships, Frontier okay? teams. Hello, Frontier teams. And um, you're, you're sat at home, and you've got nobody looking over that shoulder, and you've got nobody looking over that shoulder, and you're doing something dead important, and you get that own no second when you push the button. And I've done it before myself, when you upload something to, to YouTube, and you push that button, you went, oh. And it's just processing on the screen. And you hit cancel. Has it actually cancelled processing that? Or is it going to finish? 
first. And some poor soul had that oh no second, and it may have been an oh no minute or an oh no ten minutes on their own without the support around them of their colleagues when they have to phone up their boss and went, guys, guys, I've just done something silly. But you're on your own in your own house without your you know support around you and i feel i feel terribly sorry for that person because i know what that second feels like yes i really know what that second feels like um but you know it all yeah, tell you what just just you know, watch the frontier share price the second they hit that button they go whoosh so the shareholders must have been happy yeah i mean you're right it's got it's got no negative connotations and i do no. i totally get the excitement levels because you know we're all waiting for the next the next special idea that we all get to be part of and the next well, you, fun you, you that you lose get the to word awe the word awe has been banished hasn't it it's not space legs or atmospheric landings it's not awe it to be or not to be so those blue skies were, were conf- I mean it didn't look particularly you don't get blue skies like that in a vacuum in a vacuum you don't get dust swells like that in a vacuum. You don't get... You know what I mean. I mean, the only thing that would have been a bigger giveaway is if one of them lifted their helmet up and went... <gasps> deep breath. <laughs> Did deep you fart? <laughs> God, smells in here. Oh. Yeah, I so, mean, so, I, it's, it's, it's awesome, isn't it? I mean, it's exciting. So uh, if you are out there, uh, truckers, the one thing we'd love to see is excitement and... Let it run amok and get you know get on the forums and tell us what you're excited about so we can see what you're going to do first and if you're going to be with me joining up to the lava jump trial program um, then please do get in touch. <laughs> the best one I saw, the grumpy person I saw earlier was like, "That's it, I'm out, I quit because it's not base building." Uh. Yes. It's also not a text adventure. It's also not a platformer. But, 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 but it's a I read platformer. it once in a leak. It's a platformer <laughs> if you put your ships at different levels and then you use oh, your space Oh, you can legs. do that. Yeah. Like Jenga. Have yeah. we ever done Jenga? We could do a, We could do a, Who can get up to the top what? of the pile of ships the Ana- fastest? Is it, anaconda is it? Jenga. There's just so many new <laughs> things coming that we can do. Bits of Persia with anacondas. How what far can you fall the... before you die? Would a carrier with all the add-ons be technically base building? With a what? With all the add-ons? Space base. Yeah, because you got to you got to buy all the bits. Yeah, Yeah. fleet carrier with all the bits because you have to buy all the bits separately. Flying base. I I tell you what, eating all the snack food that I'm eating during lockdown is base building. My base is significantly wider than it was before lockdown started. (laughs) I've been I have been building a big base. Anyway. Well, should we have a look at what's actually in the script rather than turning this into live radio? Oh, oh no, actually, live radio. Um, uh, we, we've been invited, Mr. Cow. To? And the Dockers have been invited to invade. That is true. This is true. We are, of course, talking about the fact that we have no annual trip to Seoul this year for any pilot meetups whatsoever. We had to say a very sad... Farewell to our ECM this year, and then just recently, LaveCon announced that there would be no return to Seoul for hijinks, drinks, and 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 and, and the one up in hell as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Fantastic Cognac as well has also been called off this year. So there are no meetups at all until no pizza meets. Twenty one. No, no meat meats, no pizza meats, no Brazilian barbecues. No <laughs> it was my anniversary on 2020 Monday. 2020's been cancelled. <laughs> it was my anniversary but, um, on Monday, we, we and I have... normally go out on my anniversary. I mean, without my wife, but I normally go out. Um, we, we have been invited. Um, I think it was a, 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 our resident engineer, Commander Wotherspoon, um, invited us and invited them to invite us to invite them. To, to allow Hutton to do a little bit of our usual, maybe, on... Is it the Saturday the 4th of July? Yes. Um, yep. So we, of course, being us, said, I'm sure we can come up with something. And we're hunting special guests at the moment for the for the usual, the Hutton, little little bit of fun during LaveCon not quite live. LaveCon live, but... Virtual, yes. virtual LaveCon live. Online LaveCon, yes. Yeah, we've come up with some ideas. Um, I know that Muff and I want to do a series of, if anyone has ever played the game uh, Keep Talking and No One Explodes, it is a bomb diffusal manual flicking game where you have two parts. You have your bomb diffuser and you have your manual reader. And we would quite like to have Muff uh, be the manual reader for a number of different people. Um and have you call in with your bombs and have him try to see if he can help you defuse them. So we've had some interesting ideas of stuff that we'd like to do for um, Virtual LaveCon as well, but there's an awful lot of things there. Trying to make it as... So much stuff to be done there, so they're trying to look at panels and content. If you've got any ideas of something you would like to do, whether it be pre-recorded presentation, whether it be uh, you're happy to run an interactive game or you want to volunteer to run uh, online games of scheduled Artemis with teams over the internet, if you want to do those kind of jobs, then do get in touch with um, Alan and Karen um, through Facebook. I think you can get them at info at laveradio.com if you want to send them an email and let them know if you have any ideas. They're also, I believe, assembling... I know this because Moof is currently coding away like a fiend to update the code that he wrote for VECM for the raffle. So we're hoping that we can bring another raffle to the masses again wonderfully raising money for charities and details of those will be forthcoming um speaking of which we i've find seen i've seen one of the prizes have you from canon interstellar that they have they have already found some prizes for the lavecon raffle as well from canon yes i'm i mean as i say this this is an ongoing brand spanking you just hot off the press kind of thing and they are trying to throw they really do want to make it and the nice thing is it's going to be different than VECM which is it's got to be because they are different beasties and it's nice to know that over that weekend if you were originally going to be going to LaveCon check out twitch.tv forward slash Lave Radio keep an eye out on Facebook if you're a member of the LaveCon groups um, and keep an eye out on Twitter for the details Wait. But you see, I, you know, I'm I'm doubly gutted because I couldn't go to LaveCon this year because I was working. But then my work got cancelled, so I had a bit of a yay. But then, for the same reason, my work got cancelled, LaveCon got cancelled, so I've now got a boo. Mm-hmm. But then I've got a yay because I can now do the virtual LaveCon. Yes, and and they're trying to say they're trying to do they're trying to do something on the Friday night. They're going to do something all day Saturday, and they're trying to do something on the Sunday. 
what comes together over the next wee while as they put their heads together and they bring this content out for you to enjoy just keep an eye out on the Lave Radio uh, website and uh, the Facebook pages of LaveCon and the uh, HWS website now they had a merchandise pack but I think it's now been closed uh, Amelia, you I'm were- annoyed at myself because um, I didn't notice any of the extensive marketing for it and managed to forget to buy myself a LaveCon t-shirt <gasps> Did you get a hold of one, Amelia? No. Um, <laughs> it, I'm gutted because LaveCon was going to be my big thing this year. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. virtual LaveCon. Do you know what? I think, I think it may be your fault. It, what? Well, you know, did you go to any events last year? No. So you no. booked... Uh, you this booked year for, was meant to be my first event. Yep, you my booked first for event. VECM. Yeah, and, it got, and you, you know, that's when it, all the mess hit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, I'm not suggesting that possibly, you know, <laughs> you invoke this because you don't want to meet us all. No, I I, want I, that Murphy's Law is broken. I'd lit a barbecue two days ago and it definitely hasn't poured with rain since. It can't be my fault because I went to the pizza meet. Ah, right, okay, there we go, we have the exception. It's not <laughs> Amelia's fault, everybody, yeah. not at all. Yeah, but that, that was Rob's last night. He was he, he was out of there the next day, so... Yeah, he got sacked. <laughs> he got sacked. It is Amelia, you're cursed! <laughs> he, um, well, I have to say, I did manage to socially distance catch up with uh, Brett Riverbore. We have renamed him Brett Riverbore from Brett Riverboat because he's significantly more hairy than he was before lockdown. But I did, um, on a delivery mission, drive past his now open establishment where he works and wave <laughs> to from a five-metre... <laughs> Hold on, I better, better open this up. I just realised I've got no idea where we're going. <clears throat> Sorry. Five-metre five meter distance from um, Brett, Riverboat, Brett Riverboat and, and waved at him from a big distance. And, and he is good and he says hi to everybody. Um, as well, so hello, Brett Riverboat, and um, yes, he he is now working. His establishment has now opened for um, what is it? Click and collect? What do they call it? You open your boot, mm. they lob things into the back of it, and then you run away. Robbery, <laughs> robbery, robbery, Brett, robbery, Riverboat, body Ooh. disposal. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, he he does say hello to all the Hutton truckers, and um, it was nice to see him from a very long distance uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah, if you are, if well, you I are, should. What's that? On your go ahead. Well, pass on I must call. say, must say, uh, when it when, for the raffle, I am the keeper of the raffle star prize, as the winner last year did not want to take it onto a plane and be seen with it. So may or may not send this in for Karen to offer up again. Um, those of you who have been to the raffle a few times will remember what this is, and it's quite a surprise item. It's not Hober's underpants, is it? It is. <laughs> it is. But now you've given it away. Nobody, everybody's going to want to buy a ticket now. Absolutely. Well, I suppose we better get back on script a tiny bit, haven't Please we? Please don't. First time for everything. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Can they be used as kindling? Um, so, Flossie, Flossie... What what um, do we have any events coming up at the moment? What what's our? Is there anything happening on Saturday? What are we up to this week? This weekend? The banter bus has sort of stopped, but there's something going on on Saturday, I think. Um. Oh yeah, CQC. I think that's yep. happening on Saturday. Yeah. Close close quarters cuddling. <laughs> usual yeah. crowd, usual place. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think. Uh, I think people are. Uh, 
Paul Javitt Hayes and Hutton Noble Truckers. Woo-hoo. Yes, and, and, and that's all platforms, isn't it? It's not just it's not just yes, the Xbox so Hotbox. Yeah, all platforms. Um, so, um, what do we do to get into CQC at the moment? Until the ninth, what do we have to do to get into CQC together? Um, this is, is a pleasure CQC. So I'm, I'm uh... get on everybody's <laughs> friend list. Make sure everybody's on your friend list. Is it? Yeah, yeah get yeah. everybody on your friend list. Join yeah. up on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. And if you're on Xbox, you join in. Uh, there's a party chat, which I think is organised by Rampage. Yeah. So Rampage seven three seven. If you friend Rampage seventy seven on Xbox, and um, they will capture you. And then on PC, you just turn up. Now, apparently, last time a load of people turned up on the Teamspeak, and those people lurking in Teamspeak went, "Oh, I have no idea what's going on." So we're going to give you a, an easy guide to what to do <laughs> if you're the first person into Teamspeak to do CQC on Saturday on the PC, Mister Cow, Mister Cow, yeah. If you turn up on Saturday and you're the first one on a PC into TeamSpeak and you can't see anybody, what do you do? You can move down into the wonderful Trucker's Bar. Uh, we have two rooms. We have got the Thargoid and Ferdinand's and we have the Filthy Trucker's Bar. Now, these two rooms are generally always there and they are kind of like places where you can go to chat. The Filthy Trucker's Bar does not guarantee that your ears will not ring with the sounds of filth and deprived minds. But the um, Thargoid and Ferdinand's is meant to be for work-friendly chat and then there should be a CQC room appearing just keep an eye out for that and just yeah chill out there wait and then someone will appear and they will come and find you well the thing is on generally speaking these CQC evenings don't have like one named organizer you turn up all together and work out what are we going to do I think that's what went wrong last time is they were looking for somebody who was going to be in charge and tell them what to do ah right okay well I mean generally speaking first person then um, if they're not if they're not part of the organisers team, normally the organisers team will be in touch with either myself or Simuf, and we'll have a room created that you'll know to go in. And if you wait in that room, that's where you'll be found, and everyone will pile into that room throughout the evening, meaning that you're all together. Um, but by all means, if you're in there and there isn't a room, then do appear in the uh, filthy Thargo, sorry Thargoid and Fairlands bar. Uh, as a great place to start meeting. You may well see so, some of us on. Um, we're on most days. Well, I'm on most days anyway, so you're welcome to come down and ask for direction. I might not know at that point, but I can at least find out for you and help you or create the rooms for you to then sit in and wait and be that person that done it. Yep, so if you're, fir- if you're first in, you're in charge. Well, you're not in charge, but you know what I mean. You're first in, you say, hi, I'm here for CQC. If you say, what's going on? The people there, like Mr. Cow, will go, huh, what? And know nothing about it. But if you're there for CQC, and if you'd hung around a little bit, other people would have turned up and also gone, I'm here for CQC. And then you go, huh, what? what do we do? What you do is if you see other people in the team speak, you're doing it, you ask nicely, somebody who's in there, is there a room we can use? And I'm sure somebody will point you in a room. And if anybody else turns up, you all join the room. If you're on your own, then you can be on your own. But you just get a few friends together and wrangle it yourselves, guys. And obviously, the admins can't always be there. And we're terribly sorry we weren't there last time. But if you do turn up on your first one in, don't panic. If anybody else turns up, say, hi, me too. And then you will get each other on friends lists and off you go in CQC. And it is a bit of a DIY situation, this one. It's not so much of an organised event as a turn up, join in. 
and if nothing else, just turn up, see who, see who else wants a game. Say, hi, who wants to shoot stuff? Hi. Somebody says yes, get on a friends list, hit go, job done. I am creating inside the public room a room called CQC Event. So if you go there down to go. the public games room, you will see a room, CQC Event. Join into that room and just sit around in there and anyone coming to join you will come down there. If you're there for a wee while and there's no one else, then by all means have a look in the public games room for people that have maybe gone so far but not quite the full way and just ask. Generally speaking, the games that are usually on play on a general daily basis, we have Space Engineers, quite popular. We have the mad horsing uh, Red Dead Redemptions and Buck uh, getting lassoed. He's normally in there quite frequently as well with Draxer, uh, Gorgeous Vijar, King Hanky's in there now as well well and they tend to spend time lassoing each other and throwing each other to the gators um, so you're always welcome to join there. Space Engineers is quite popular at the moment, I don't particularly play that but it is there um, I can see that Skip the Games room is always full. Yeah. well there's always people around doing something uh, if they're in a private room it just probably means that they're doing something uh, where they're trying to restrict the number of players or they've got a full one I was in Yesterday, yeah, last night doing tabletop uh, games, we played Merchants and Marauders with Chris Jarvis and Simuf. Uh, was meant to be shouty as well, but he wasn't feeling great, so we just tend to all congregate in our wee room, create a room for our game. Only when your public games room gets too noisy is it worth it so if you're if you're aware that you're talking more than everyone else in the room then it might be an idea just to say guys do you fancy if I, shall I move into a room of my own you can create your own rooms by right clicking on the public games room and create a sub channel and it will do that for you and you're able to and it's that. a temporary sub channel so as long as you're online and there are people in it it stays put but as soon as it's empty it, it does disappear later yeah but so, I mean, yeah. I would join this Saturday, but I'm, you see, I'm, I'm being obliged to join a family quiz this week, so I would join, but I can't. But family I'll, I'll quiz, sort of, whose week. child is this? That kind of thing. Uh, well, the thing is, they had put it on Sundays when I was always doing the other quiz with, with Hutton commanders, and, uh, you know, cards against Hutton, that kind of thing, and, and countdown. But um, unfortunately, the family went, oh, we need you to be there, so we're going to move it to Saturday. So I'm now obliged to turn up and be pleasant to family, which is terrible. How painful. But equally... I don't like them as much as I like you lot, you know? Ah, well, you know, fam- smell, fam- family's, family's yeah. fun. You know, you've got to look after the family. Uh, she, she says that after the last year. Where were we on my, my wife's anniversary? Or my wife's anniversary? Yeah, that says everything, doesn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> see, that's the thing. Your wife's anniversary. <laughs> Can you remember where we were, Dave? Uh, we were eating meat, weren't we? <laughs> we were Brazil, yes. Uh, before we met uh, those two uh, beautiful, you know, as I say, those two lovely, not beautiful, that's a totally different connotation, those two lovely ladies that we met in the evening, we had um, Chantel and Hannah. Um Hello to them, wherever you may be. Um, Why are was- you so posh? <laughs> she was just oh my god you see the other time was when it was up we went to see Bill Bailey and we ended up in a place and these people came in and they were mental like proper mental this group of women and uh, they said oh yeah we're on a works night out and um Winner jokingly said, "What from the psych ward?" And it turned out they were, they were all there. I didn't expect <laughs> them to go out for a night out and take the residence, but they did, um, and we got yeah. to enjoy their company for a, a very awkward thirty minutes in a restaurant. Um, but yeah, fun and games. Sorry. Right. Well, so anyway, I, 
yeah, so CQC Saturday. Amelia, have you ever done CQC? Uh, I think I gave it a try when I first got Elite Dangerous, or when it first came out on Elite Dangerous. Um, I didn't last very long. I think you, I need to have a, you need to have a go with rounds. us. Okay. Miss, Mr. Cow and I have uh, had, back in the day, quite a few um, humdingers where oh. we're both firing those cannons and making the cockpit rock. Shock, shock, those shock cannons shock. are just oh, yeah. epic. You know you are screwed when they start rattling your ship. Um, yeah, it's definitely... Have so to we see. do need to organise one. I'm, I can't this week, otherwise, Amelia, I would I would drag you into a CQC tournament. Next weekend's a better us. weekend I, for us because then we've got the new lobbying system as well. Are they doing another one next weekend? 9, 10, 11... What, what is that? Tuesday? 9, 10, we can, we can always try another one. Hutton uh, uh, Admins and Radio Broadcasters CQC, maybe. That sounds like fun. I'm in. We'll make Flossie demonstrate quite what a brutal person she is with that frying pan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, uh, that, yeah. that one's staying. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you who is good at CQC. Buck is, is quite the pilot at CQC. And John Virgo as well. We played with him. He was a crash landing. He's um, proper sneaky. Uh, in fact, there's an awful lot. The nice thing about it is it's one game mode that really does push you to use your flight assist off because you can set beautiful traps as you go swinging around a, a sort of structure only for your pursuer to come around and in. then face you. <laughs> yeah, good fun. Oh, Can't yeah. wait to get back into that. That'll be great. Um, what else we got on then? That's uh, this weekend. CQC, Paul well, Sean's Hayes. got something for us. Okay. Yeah, that, I spotted something starting. I didn't spot it before, but it's, it's next Thursday, but it is before the show, so I think we ought to give it a, a call out now. It's uh, DSSA Carrier Number 21 Tritium 15K Mining Marathon, hosted by Richard Sop. What's his, I can't remember what his commander name. Ball of Petunias. Oh, oh sorry, and I, I know Ball of Petunias, yes. So uh, it says, calling all miners, your chance to fuel one of at least two Hutton Fleet carriers participating in Fleetcom's Deep Space Support Array Initiative before it sets off be the Aquilus Halo region on the far side of the galaxy. If you don't want to mine carrier fuel and just prefer to truck tritium from a nearby station, then that's okay too. A buy order will be placed for 15,000 tonnes of tritium, not tritium, obviously, which will need to be fulfilled for the carrier to reach its destination. Buy order pricing will be published prior to the event. And that event is in our um, the Hutton Facebook uh, events page. So and we've also got the fueling of the number two bus between Hutton Orbital and um, Hot Coal, Fort Mug, the FTM Cloud Atlas, which is going via a nebula that looks like a willy, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so we'll be posting up details of the FTM Cloud Atlas and how we're going to get that fueled ready for the Jump 2, which is launched on the 9th, but likely to happen around that weekend, next weekend as well. Brilliant. So that's that coming up. This amazing. A lot of things to get up with. And again, if you are just looking for, um, you know, players. I mean, this, to, to be honest, um, the the old um, well, crazy going back what two three years. If you jumped onto Teamspeak, you would find a wealth of people out there flying around, taking undertaking activities. I'm not entirely sure where the hot spots are for hooking up. Whether or not you just log into the game, stick a message into the squadron and see if anyone's about and then find out whether or not they're playing on Discord or if they have their own private service that they're using or whether or not you all want to meet up on TeamSpeak. The TeamSpeak server is open and you're welcome to use well, it. 
Should we, should we we'll ask um, we'll ask Richard as to whether there is a preferred chat channel for the eleventh. Sure. Yeah. For the loading up, as well, and we'll see whether it's Discord or it's um, yeah. We we can put something up for that. So we'll, we'll we'll speak to them and find out if there is a preferred loading channel for for loading tritium. 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 Amelia. Tritium. Yes. Tritium. Apparently, I've been corrected <laughs> on numerous occasions that it's actually tritium. Tritium. Yeah. Although I want to say tritium. Amelia being corrected, there's a first. Right. Amelia and correction it, don't go together. It it almost <laughs> never happens. It's never required. <sighs> no, I mean it's just I mean now that uh, Amelia says she's gonna play CQC, I imagine that system will immediately be cancelled. Yeah, probably. <laughs> By the sound we, of we don't we, we don't know which systems are going to have it because, of course, that that was just for testing purposes in the VR simulator in the Hutton VR room. So we don't know where the actual tritium mining locations are, but um, we'll find out. Oh, that's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. So, of course, the new uh, map updates and things for these uh, maps and stars and locations will be refreshed on Tuesday. Is that the ninth? Yes, on Tuesday the night. Now, um, by the way, there is a standard set of rules about what happens on update times. Flossie. Yes. Can you see so, that bus coming? At some point during the day on the 9th, what's going to happen? Uh, the game servers are going to go down. For to go days. down. Right. And... Then, after a determined period of time, what's going to happen? They'll come back up again with the new and version. Then, and what is everyone going to do the second they come back up again? They're all going to lock on. the servers back up again. <laughs> Just, now, yeah. now, Sean, Sean yes. um, you're one of these people. There's a certain key on your keyboard that, that might get a bit worn out at this point. <laughs> what the... No. Ouch, yes, that one. <laughs> the F5 button. So if you're very, very lucky, what's going to happen on your computer if you hit the download button at that exact point in time? It's going to go very, very slowly because everybody else will be downloading theirs at the same time. And because, because I'm an idiot. Them, all of them want their fleet carrier. Now, um, now at Hutton, we don't do salty, do we, Mr. Cow? No. The only salt we so have is the stuff coursing through my blood. OMG, the servers are going slowly. We'll earn you a short trip to the airlock because we're telling you right now, everyone wants their fleet carrier really, really quickly or to log in and get the download. So it's going to go horribly slowly for a little bit. Then, once it's all up and running and everybody's managed to get their download, are we going to have a normal number of commanders online? Well, I, I know what's going to happen. You know, because everyone's going to go online, and the first thing they're going to do is, I can't move my ship. I can't move my ship. My my controls are not working. <laughs> ah, now there's a piece of advice for that one. Please back up your bindings, which can be found. I'm sure we'll put up a link. Back up your bindings just in case. If you're and on, there's the always PC. somebody who says, "I've never oh. had to back up my bindings, and they've always mm -hmm. been fine." Lucky you. In fact, every now and again. Is it, I always rename mine. Yes. 
Is there any way we could like put up a help page or something on the Hutton website? You mean like every single time we do every <laughs> single Hutton guide to it? But also after you've backed up your bindings and you've done your download and you've managed to get your download and you log in, those same servers that you're trying to log into to log your ship into are the same ones giving everybody else their download, which means everything's going to run horribly slowly for a little bit. Oh, and you might quick. get your black adders and your orange sidewinders. Or what are they? And your purple pythons. You're spinning cobras of doom. But yep. to be honest, I mean, the I did notice that with the and this is maybe an advert for HCS voice packs. Part of their installation uh, of any of the HCS voice packs seems to create the ability to create a custom mapping for your game that is separate and unaffected and actually you just pick it from the drop down list which makes you know custom configs really really easy but also remember that if you have a custom config that you've set yourself and you plug in another controller device that is supported by the game it will not have a clue what your setup is anymore nope so back up your bindings be aware it takes some time to download when it downloads, it's going to be a bit iffy for a little bit because a million other people are going to log in. And on this particular one, because where you purchase your fleet carriers from, it, it, the locations are limited. There is actually a maximum limit to how many fleet carriers can be in one system as well. So you might need to exercise a little bit of I'm flying an hour and a half to Hutton patience. Just for a little bit. The key thing is keep your cool, keep it fun, do something else, don't book the day off work, and it will all be awesome. And please, please look at Facebook first before you are the 300th person to post the same thing in a row. Yeah, because our admin finger gets a little bit a little bit tired it's, after a while. Get RSI in the Boring. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes, the Hutton does this right. And of course, there will be bugs. There are always launch day bugs, uh, despite all the testing and all the beta testing and everything else. There are a few things that slip through the net. If you find one, report it. And as a Hutton trucker, you want to be part of solving it. So you give exhaustive detail, help the devs fix them. And uh, there are going to be patches over the next few days. It happens. It's going to happen. And every single time, we're very proud of Hutton and how we managed to fix stuff double quick time or at least help them fix stuff double quick time. So it's going to happen. And if you moan about it happening, having been warned, airlock lever. Above that, it's going to be fun by the 11th. And that's why the 11th is a good date, because it's two days afterwards for the um, the truck 21. Yeah, but all the sort of bug fixes and, and quick fixes we should be a hopefully well established by then um, so that should yep. be a good fun game to go and get, get involved in yeah now um, we've got a, a, a couple of special broadcasts this evening I think we've got three two of which are live and one of which is on your magic box of tricks in front of you okay so unless anybody's got anything else to add do you want to add the one from the magic box of tricks first from LCU. Now, I'm going to say I've listened to this and I'm pretty sure he's not going to offend anyone this week much. But it's still worth listening to. Yes. What one is this? Is this the, this is the Cecil? delivery one from LCU. Um, 
I just need to double check. Give me a sec while I just turn my mic off so you can't hear. <coughs> and if you can lip read. That's the one. Okay, right, we're ready, we're good. Okay, let's hit it. I say, it's me. Count him down. Really? You want a counting down? I'll just go, I'm just going to press play. <coughs> For your viewing pleasure, please be upstanding or just sit comfortably and have a listen to this. I say, it's me, Cecil. I'm on the Gnosis, and I'm going to be delivering a lovely box of prizes to some chap called LCU No Fool Like One. Now, Lael tells me that there's no fool like an old fool, and I remember hearing once the very important question, who's more the fool, the fool or the fool who follows him? But I'm nobody's fool, and luckily I found this one. Oh, my head hurts. Oh, for goodness sake. Paolo, go and see who it is at the airlock, will you? Hello, who is it? It's Commander Cecil from Hutton Orbital Truckers. He says he has a delivery for you. Tell the delivery boy to leave it in the airlock. I'll pick it up later. He says he needs to give it to you in person. Oh, very well. Congratulations, Commander. I'm here to present you with your prize from the VECM raffle. It's truly magnificent and a gift box containing precious artifacts from the icebreaker Aurora Australis. We have... A prestigious gold hatton mug. Gold, you say? Oh, yes. A gold hatton mug that has been signed by the crew and another mug also signed. In addition to the mugs, we have some natty little hats that were worn by the crew members and a beautiful pen which has been handcrafted from a part of the ship by one of the crew members. All of this memorabilia has survived the trip to the Antarctica and, of course, being carried here by me. It's all very lovely. Antarctica? Are there, perchance, any prehistoric specimens unknown to mankind within that box? Uh, no, but I do have a rather spiffy badge. And this ball, it's very squidgy. Perhaps some photographs of Cyclopean architecture and non-Euclidean designs that seem to shift under the human eye. Uh, no, but there are some stickers and a buckyball racing coaster for the mug. Cheers. You mean to tell me that they went all the way to Antarctica and didn't even bother looking for the Mountains of Madness where Professor Lake and the rescue of the Miskatonic University expedition were gruesomely killed by elder things that awoke from the dread city in the early 20th century? Oh, no, I, I don't think so. Utterly useless. Just give me the box and get out of my sight. Um? I suppose you want a tip? No, no, that's fine. Now, if you'd offer me a temple, I'd jump at that. Well, I'll give you one anyway. You should always wear a helmet when standing in the airlock. I say. Oh, bother. Help! Right. Let's have a look at this mug, then. Solid gold, eh? Perhaps we could melt it down, Paolo. 
How much would you say it's worth? You can get about 10,000 credits per tonne in Epsilon Indy, so probably no more than a few credits. Really? How disappointing. I suppose I could use it as a coffee mug. Give us a good clean, could you? It looks like someone scribbled all over it. Throw the rest of the stuff in the recycler. There's a good chap. Well, there we go. That was... Oh, that'll be the wrong button. And we're finished. Yay, I went home to their beds. <laughs> Uh, okay, next up we have another special presentation for you all. Uh, we are going to hand over to Flossie and her inevitable special segment of the week this week. And did I put that in? Yes, I did. Thank goodness for that. I am ready for this. Okay, we are going to pass over to Flossie. Are you ready? Everyone ready? With Flossie, we yeah. have Miss marbles and a side order of a hairy bozak well no actually it's not Sean um, but we are ready um, are we going for our, our regular theme the little short one yeah okay. yeah okay right well we're going to hand over to Flossie <coughs> and I will see you on the flip side of this um, that one it will play, it's just... It's Flossie It's Flossie It's Flossie It's Flossie And the community goes Good evening. We return once again to the Hutton Orbital Radio Book Club's presentation of Tabitha Christie's new book, This Other Eden, the casebook of Miss Marbles and the story of the missing mugs, or purloined pottery. Persuaded to come out from behind her sofa and her pseudonym, Flossie has agreed to read another extract from her book. Flossie tells us that these readings have been kept short partly because of the average attention span of a trucker, but mostly because she gets paid per episode. We recommend that you are seated as comfortably as possible when listening to this tale, because thereby hangs a tale. That's a tale such as a, an animal might have, not tale as a, a story, though I, I did mean story when I first said tale, okay? Look, look, let's ignore that. Moving on. The story so far. Miss Marbles, a lady of vintage years, was invited to be a judge at Hutton Orbital's annual fate. When fate, the, the other fate, not the annual fate, the one that's worse than death, oh, stop it, you know what I mean, intervened and... A voice cried out, they've gone, they've all gone, the mugs! In the stunned silence that followed, I, Miss Marbles, wondered about three things. Who had taken the mugs? What did they want with them? And who had played that music? Never want to put myself forward, I stood outside the trophy room and peered through the forest of bodies that were crisscrossing the room. I couldn't work out how those at the back could see. Then I realised that they were using some kind of periscope. Ah, they do it with mirrors, I thought. What I could see, but only intermittently, was a large crate marked Hutton mugs, traditional handle orientation. 
with the lid hanging open, but no obvious signs of damage. Could this be an inside job? Surely no one who lived and worked at Hutton would be seduced by the promise of easy credits by selling mugs on the black market. A Hutton mug that can be bought is a useless mug, but people still fall for them, probably whilst injecting drain cleaner or some such. Whilst I stood there puzzling, from around the corner came a sound with which I, rec I recognised, that of a mop being waltzed down a corridor. Hurrying after the source of the sound, I saw a figure dressed all in white, holding in his hand a shaft that in other circumstances might have been mistaken for a quarterstaff, so mighty was it. I tried, but I couldn't make him stop. However, he did mop around me in a circle. You know something, don't you? I inquired. As he rotated past, he looked up briefly and stared into my eyes but his face was completely deadpan. I couldn't read anything in his gaze. You knew this was going to happen. That's why you gave me that invitation, didn't you? Still nothing. This was getting silly, and I was getting dizzy. Who's responsible? Where should I start looking? Again, he said nothing, but paused his gyration for a second and from under his skin-tight white spandex outfit, he produced what smelled like a cup of coffee. I really don't want to think about where he was keeping it before, especially as it was still warm. I took the cup, and indeed it did contain coffee, with foamy milk on the top, and what at first looked like a little chocolate, but a quick sniff showed that it was some kind of cereal. When I glanced up from the surface of the drink, I found myself alone in the corridor, aside from my milky beverage. What could this mean? Where was he trying to point me? What was the, the moving finger indicating? Was it the work of the infamous Macchiato brothers, right-hand men to the infamous Donna Cinacci? Could he be referring to the half-double decaffeinated half-calf with a twist of lemon, revolutionary faction, that can be found hiding in LS340. Eventually, the penny dropped. Oh, that's better. I wondered what was chafing. Where was I? Oh, yes, my razor-sharp mind had left straight to the answer. The coffee was obviously meant to be cappuccino, and as everyone knows, the drink was named after the robes worn by cappuccino monks. Where is the most notorious band of monks in the galaxy to be found? Yes, dear reader, Van Man and Star, home of the mad monks themselves. I was reminded of someone who used to live near me in the convent of St. Mary's in Mead's installation. Eddie just called me Sister Josephine Griddler, who was asked to leave the convent after several unsavoury and unsettling events which resulted in the intervention of the convent's authorities, such as dealing onion head during matins, being the only base in the choir, toilet seats being left up for no good reason, and a stash of money found in a secret hole in the wall behind a poster of a tennis player scratching her behind. But the worst of the 13 problems was when he foolishly decided that what was absolutely essential during a trip to the house of the local vicar was a collection of crows. That was his downfall. Yes, 
the murder of the vicarage was Eddie's nemesis. I realised with a jolt that the reason that I had not heard Eddie's name shouted from the Gallnet News outlets for a very long time was not that he turned over a new leaf and gone straight, but that Gallnet News was silent on all topics. Very convenient for Eddie, I thought. To follow this clue, I realised that it was time to pack up my knitting and take a trip on the bus to Van Maan and Star. As I relaxed in the economy class cabin, I heard the captain, the pilot, say, we're taking an economical route today. First stop, Jackson's Lighthouse. Jackson's Lighthouse. Jackson's Lighthouse. What lies in store for Miss Marbles at Jackson's Lighthouse? Who really is Eddie Gridler, apart from a thinly disguised trucker? Are the monks mad enough to steal mugs right from under Alvin's sensitive but wet nose? Find out in the next extract when Miss Marbles has the jump of her life and finds out what's worn under a monk's robe. Flossie told you what to do. Oh, it's me again. It's now time for Commander Wotherspoon. Oh, but he's missing in action. Now, as we found this out after the choice of tune, we will be denying totally that the next tune is for him. It's Windbag by the Weber Brothers. Boom, tsh. what is the gallant music? Shh, boom, boom, Why is it not programmed in? Why have I lost? I've lost all my audio. No! Ah, this is going so smoothly. It's almost, what's the word? Um, oh. I've, well, I mean that's that's you know that's just a condition that um, we 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 try not to talk about the the box condition. No, no, I'll, I've got it. I'll I'll have it. It's, uh, it will take me two seconds to get the right folder. Here we go. Uh, that one, and it should be that one, and then it should be this one. So it's my bad. I just had the wrong thing. <clears throat> Apologies. Tonight, we bring you the latest riveting information from Golnet, our new weekly feature, the Golnet Food Digest. We try everything, so you don't have to. I'm Amelia Hawke, and tonight we're going to be looking at one of the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous cooking ingredients, the Ochoang chili. Normally sold to the public in tiny quantities as Ochoang chili paste, there are many imitators and pretenders to its crown but the original and best must be plucked straight from the plant. Due to the hazardous nature of these chilies, measuring a Google on the Scoville scale, yes, that has more zeros in it than the chat channel on a PvP combat broadcast, it is only licensed to be grown in one location of the galaxy, the station of Roddenberry, Gateway, in Ochuan. The plants themselves and their seeds are illegal to export, in order to prevent their use as weapons of ass destruction. My apologies, I lost a number there. But first, a salutary tale from one of the seasonal student pepper pickers here at Roddenbury. I visited him in the infirmary 
It appears that this student had been hired as labor to harvest the chilies grown in special hydroponics labs in the outer rings of the Orbis. His briefing involved being given a set of welding gloves, some plastic goggles, a face mask, a set of shears, a truck, yes, that's a little basket with a handle, and being told to ensure that he didn't eat any of the chilies that he had picked. The Ochuong chili we have here is as red as a racing mamba and has a rigid surface reminiscent of the kind of planet that the buckyball racers like racing on. There's a slight haze around it, as if the atoms in the air are trying to stay as far away from it as possible. The plant doesn't suffer from pests too badly, though the red fly in its native habitat are particularly vicious and can leave you with a nasty rash. The student, as all of them do, set about the task enthusiastically at first, but after the first 20 or 30 harvested, became a little lackadaisical with things, possibly due to the dehydrating nature of the work. He'd been swinging, swigging away at his water bottle, sufficient to leave him in need of a visit to the nearest facilities. Ignoring the advice to enter the decontamination chamber before performing any ablutions, the student proceeded to enter the cubicle and, as one does, prepare one's equipment for drainage in gloves, which had been picking the chilies. Station security stated that the scream could be heard right around the ring and medics rushed to the location just in time to see the screaming student break out in a purple sweat, which duly ran into his eyes. One particularly nasty effect of the Ochuan chilies in their raw state is that most of the fluids in one's body do their best imitation of lava. It was at this point that parts of him started to swell. Not all at the same time, and in some kind of pulsing sequence that left him looking like a balloon animal made by a drunken clown who had never seen a dashend before, the medics broke open industrial Savlon dispensers, coating the student in soothing salve and rolled him in the direction of the infirmary. It is said that he will be making a recovery in a month or two, once the humorous swelling and profuse sweating has gone down. But let this be a lesson to you. Always wash your hands. As for the flavour of these chilies, they're guaranteed to make even the most revolting kitchen concoction edible, mostly by burning the top layer of skin off your tongue. Next week on the Golnet Food Digest, we meet the beast behind the Mukjin Beast Feast and ask, is every part of the Mukjin Beast safe for you to eat? And also, even if it is safe, is it sensible? This is Amelia Hawke, very carefully removing her gloves. Tune in next week. As reliable as all faithful with the tummy rumbles, next up it's Buck. And the Hutton Helper ain't nobody's problem but his, unless he has been hogtied again, in which case it's Palantir's problem. But these are the Lumineers with Ain't Nobody's Problem. Now you're home,
and fly all over the space. Point to two light years crossed at a hell of a base. Just turn the wheel and keep that smile on your face. Maybe someday soon you'll be a top trucker. Well, howdy there, y'all. This here's Buck Naked, spokesman for Lacon Spaceways. Back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself relatively pain-free by going to the website hot.forthemug.com Almost as pain-free as being impersonated by Sean Pond. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Anyway, so let's get on to our top truckers this week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, jumping around like them horny rabbits in a field, Commander Cometborn lit it up again with... Wait a second, is this right? It says he traveled 178,644.55 light years. Uh, that may just be record. I don't know. I could. I tried looking, I couldn't figure it out. Commander ATIC 2 had fun with his trigger finger again this week turning the despicably dirty do-batter Don Antonacci and his band of pathetic pirates into space dust. He racked up over 48 million credits worth of bounties while tearing the engines out of every one of the Don ships. Running missions faster than a summer romance, Commander Rincewin Cymru tallied up 908 mission points this week. Loading up a new trailer attachment to the rear of a Lacon Type 9 and filling it to the brim, Commander Mindwipe hauled around 84,000 tons of cargo around the galaxy yet again. Most of it even reached where it was supposed to go. And driving the Hutton High Speed Rail this week, Commander Rincewind Cymru delivered 1,342 passengers around the galaxy. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Brett Riverboat in 1 hour, 22 minutes, and 31 seconds. But the fastest run to Hutton in this month of June is held by Commander Knut, or C-Nut, in 1 hour, 24 minutes, and 18 seconds. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways. The only ships in the galaxy with a big red button that says, Don't push me. Seriously, don't push it. Tiddly, 
Thank you, Buck. That was epic. Um, it's good to have Buck back. It is always it's always a pleasure to uh, have Buck. Uh, Better than that other idiot been doing it the last few weeks. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that other idiot, we need to check the guesses apparently. Um, mm. So, oh, creaky. There's a lot. There is. What have we got? What have we got? So, so no, well, we've got them here, but the first one I want to leave out because it was made before any tunes were uh, played, but he actually managed to get one of them correct. That's cheating. <laughs> it's, I think it's probably quite clever, isn't it? Because rather than try and get into the depths of your mind, it's much better just to come up with a selection of random tunes and hope one day that you actually duplicate it. Should we should we start with the list, boys and girls? Yes, please. Uh, all right. If I do the first one, we'll move on to the list. Uh, Loster's Guardian has been uh, very um, proactive this evening, and the first guess was travel or traveling. Nope. Sorry. Who's going to do the next one? Uh, Amelia, do you want to do the next one? Yep. The next one is from Commander Falco Took. Uh, theme guess, Alpha Centauri A, because Hutton is home and the main system star is a long way from there. He says, I mean, it's wrong, but that's my bit. Okay. Mr. Van Tien, do you want to read one? Oh, let's uh, have a look at that. <clears throat> Lost as Guardian 1977. I don't follow that one. Or Sailing. <laughs> I'm no. not sure I follow that one either. No. Flossie, what's the next one? Uh, Commander Falco took uh, next probably almost certainly incorrect guess, Spider-Man. I, I said to Falco took he shouldn't be quite so modest and take out the word almost. <laughs> yep, certainly incorrect, yes. Yeah. Oh, go on. Go ahead. I've just noticed the rest of it, that was all. <laughs> That's fine, go for it, go, go for it. This move was far from home, he has web shooters, nobody knows where, who he is, one of the theme song lines, nobody knows who you are. Oh yes, Spider-Man, then lost his guard, he no. says, I'll guess, leaving, running away, getting out. No. I think I actually know who Lost Asgardian is. He's Ooh. a friend of mine. And Vantia is the last one? The last one? Litho yeah. Breaker? Is it something to do with neutron stars tonight? Nope. Be closer, so. he said boobs, you know. But yeah. <clears throat> We're not going to give um, anything away yet because there's more no. to come. But um, you're all miles away. And you're not paying attention hard enough. Maybe, maybe, no. maybe this next song will do. We'll come back and give you the answer after this. Um, so do stick with us and uh, thank you for sticking with us this far um, but we deny that there's any link between this next song and Buck Naked despite his tendency to mount anything and the fact that he's a big red spot it's clearing up now or oh, it's Sirens of Jupiter does that help? by the Olympians we'll be back after this there. with a capital schmoo capital <laughs> extra schmoo <laughs> 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 oh 
Tyler, well, you know, yes, thank you for sticking with us tonight throughout the whole show. Hopefully we've brought you some information and helped you make plans for this weekend that will give you a wee lift and do come in and chat to people in TeamSpeak. If you are feeling lonely, there is usually someone there. They might just tell you to go fake yourself. But to be honest, you know, sometimes <laughs> that's what you need. Um, but only if, it, only if it's Skip Rat. Well, you know, he's working now, so you're safe during the day. <laughs> is he uh, still living in his little apartment where his head doesn't fit uh, in his own room where he has to stand like this yes sideways all oh, right okay yes he hasn't he hasn't dug a big channel in the floor so he fits well yeah. to be every 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 wednesday night for the last i don't know how many weeks um skipper and i have had our, our our wednesday night dinner date where we uh we hook up uh, WhatsApp uh, live video chat and we sit and we cook. We sometimes try to cook the same meal, but then sometimes when the ingredients are not in do, we just cook dinner and have a chat. It's um, Again, it's just it's good to be in touch with people who otherwise might not be able to be and you can check yes. in your pals. Do something fun, do something different. And it's it's nice to take time out as well from the, just the continual barrage of of pressure and uh, everything that we're all under taking 10 minutes steal it back you can't take it back later when you're gone steal it now take that time back and enjoy yourselves oh yeah and talking of enjoying ourselves I I think the listener has been enjoying themselves guessing a little bit this week yeah we've had quite a few haven't we we have one one final guess before we let the cat out of the uh, sack. Well, should oh, we, should we, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that one, and then we'll put some, we'll do the usual emphasis on the right yeah. words in the tunes, yeah. and then so count to twenty seconds. Focus's most recent incorrect guess was gas giants. No, nope. just I'm trying to fit gas gas giants. I'm, I'm, I've gone through the guesses, and I'm trying to sort of link them. So sirens of Jupiter. Okay, I get the last tune. Is something to do? Oh, okay. Well, there's uh, there's a bit of a windbag as well. Okay, I, I can see two of the four so far, vaguely online with that one. But no, yeah, no. Yeah, but he's got a very short attention span. He's probably forgot what the first tunes are. So well, Litho Break has actually admitted to not actually listening, listening to the show, just reading the chat channel for the the clues, which is cheating, Litho Breaker. Yes, and you miss a lot of clues that way, especially this week. Well, because there were there were clues all throughout the show. It wasn't just throughout. Yeah. Well, should we should we do from uh, from the top on the the four tunes so far, with emphasis on the right words? Put your hand up, anybody on the Zoom broadcast who doesn't know what the hints are before we throw you in at the deep end. That that's up in the air. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But in which case, I'll cue Mister Cow. I'll I'll cue you up um, for for reading out a a, a hint. So uh, we're going to start with Amelia. Yes. Right, it's the first four words. Really emphasised. way from home. Long way from home by... By Semisonic. By Semisonic. That was our first tune. And then, uh, Flossie, it's the first word for you. It's Windbag by the Weber Brothers. That'd be Windbag, so long way from home, and Windbag. And uh, Mr Cow? Yes. It's the second word for you. Is it? So is, yeah. that, is that a not? Is it the hidden apostrophe? No, no, skip. No, the, the actual separate oh, word. Oh, okay. Ain't naughty. No, nobody's. Ain't nobody's problem. 
by the Numen ears. A long way from home, windbag nobody, right? And then Mr. Mr. Pong, I mean Pond. Uh, Sirens of Jupiter by the Olympians. No, you got that one completely wrong. Try the first word. Sorry, I was paying, wasn't paying attention, was I? Should I listen to the show? Sirens of Jupiter by the Olympians. <laughs> Sirens? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean yes. originally, the one that you did put emphasis on is vaguely relevant as well. Yes. So I might let you off with that one. Oh! So long way from home, windbag, nobody, and sirens. Mm, I, I get okay. it now. You do, do you? Yeah, well, at first I thought it was like um, Zola Bud or um, <laughs> Tess Daly or, you know, um, d- 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 what's his name? Um because of the Olympians, yeah, right. but now that he changed the emphasis to sirens, it's the police force. Nino, Nino, oh God, no, we don't want that. We've heard enough about police globally in the last few days. Goodness gracious me, we don't delve into real world politics. Have I was a mistake. To- I was genuinely thinking, what do you say for sirens? And it fucking popped out. Out you go. Right, so we've given them about 20 seconds longer. While we've been bantering, has anybody else had any guesses of... Uh, they have those... not. No, they have not. I think they've all oh just gone out to get on with the drinking. I'm not sure how more, much more obvious we, we can make it. Should, should, we, should we give a couple of hints from the opening sketch or the opening words? At, uh, so how did we describe each other this week? Well, you know, Mr Cow is sitting astride the show like a god. And Harry Balsack is Hutton's very own Achilles heel. Wilma, who keeps us all lashed to the mast. And I had something completely the... different in my head when you said that. Sunk a thousand <laughs> ships. And somebody having their eye put out after hiding in a cave. And we were sailing into the headlines. My goodness, we couldn't make this any easier. Go, go on, Sean. Put everybody out of their misery. <laughs> it's a word you will have heard very recently. The theme is... The Odyssey. The Odyssey? Yes, by that, the, the Homer that isn't the yellow one. No, right. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, Kaizen, just, just as you said that. Oh. But, but yes, it, it is the Odyssey. And, and should, should we ask, how do these things link to the Odyssey? Obviously, some of, them, some of the hints from the early stuff were from the Iliad, but that's, you know, about Achilles and everything else and the Trojan horse and the three-legged. But that leads into the Odyssey, doesn't it? Oh. My Homer. Um, so, Sean, how do these tunes link in? Well, of course, the very first thing is that um, he starts off a long way from home when it's time for him to come back. Well, 10 years from home, I think, as, yes. as it was, wasn't it? Yes, and his wife was at home making a being attacked by attacked by suitors, and she would yeah. do a, a tapestry each day and say, when I complete this, I will marry one of you. And then she unpicks it every night. Yeah, sure. and of course his dog was patiently waiting there for him. And anyway, um, so he was a long way from home. And so the second tune, anybody, anybody get the link on this one? Because the wind bag was the was the bag of winds from Aeolus, the Aeolian winds that he opened that blew him off course and made it take an awful lot longer as well. He did open the Aeolian bag, silly the bugger. wind, the wind bag, uh, the the third one. Now, here's the tricky one. If you paid attention to uh, Polyphemus and uh, the, the Cyclops, what, what did Odysseus call himself when the Cyclops asked for his name? I'm nobody. He, he called himself nobody. And, and so nobody, when, yeah. nobody has blinded me. Yes, I'm being attacked by nobody. Yes. Yep. 
this is an obvious one, but we'll give. We'll oh, should we give Mister Psycho Cow the next one? Sirens, because yes. when he got lost, he put up a flare, and the AA <laughs> came and, and the police came. Him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. No sirens are, of course, those evil temptresses of sailors lying on rocks, beckoning sailors to their doom through their bewitching songs and scents. But, but of course, he did lash himself to the mast, which is hence the reference that we gave Amelia earlier about being lashed to the mast. <laughs> because he wanted to hear them, which was awfully selfish of him. He stopped at everybody else's ears with wax and listened to them himself. And they were told to ignore his screams. And he was, and they said, lash me to the mast, but leave one hand free. Yes. What did he want to do with the one hand? <laughs> and make sure he could undo the knots, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Now, we had one cheeky person. The cheeky girl. No, it wasn't a cheeky girl. It was Falco took, wasn't it? And Falco took attempted a guess before we even started. Um, Flossie, would you like to, to, to read out not only Falco took's original guess, but the guesses as to what the rest of the tunes were going to be? Yeah. Uh, the unofficial scene guess before the first song, Space Legs. Uh, songs, Legs. Uh, ZZ Top. Drop Dead Legs, Van Halen, Hot Legs, Rod Stewart, Do the Daddy Long Legs by The Wiggles, and Big Leg Emma, Frank Zappa. Now, Mr. Cal, Falco Took seems to have accidentally hit this one on the nose, doesn't he? Well, yeah, I mean, he didn't say Odyssey, but, you know, it's kind of implied, and he did manage to guess the one song that we haven't played yet. Yeah, well, which is pretty good. Well, so do we want to say our farewells before we prove that Falco took managed to get at least something right this week? <laughs> I, I, I missed last week's fallout from his broadcast. But anyway, um, thank you everyone for joining us this week. Please do stay safe. Please do follow all the guidelines that you can to try and protect yourself and those around you. Be thoughtful, be kind and uh, respect each other and that is a rule that should apply to everybody in this existence that's the bow what a place we would be in if we all took time out of our day to do those actions uh, until next week which is going to be what seven days from now because that's how fucking weeks work <laughs> <laughs> is it Tuesday right. yet, Amelia <laughs> Tuesday's tomorrow Dave now, Amelia did you did you did you watch any more of, of the, the animation that I sent you information on no, I, I, oh. I haven't got round to it yet. Because Vince says Tuesday. 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 Because tomorrow is Tuesday. Wait. It is. So everyone, yes, if you were mentioned on tonight's show in the top trackers, that's Comet Born, Wind White, Rinswin, Kim Roo, and Kim Rhee and Kim Rai, and also Atik too. Uh, get in touch for your decal decals or dackles. And Knut and Knut. Oh, Knut. Yeah, Knut. And yeah, do join us next week for the next show. Um, goodness knows what will be going. Keep an eye out on the Hutton uh, Facebook page as well for updates and events and upcoming stuff to get involved. And do check out CQC this weekend. Do check out this wonderful, wonderful next Thursday night. Trying to do some tritium collecting as well and get involved. If that tritium, trit, 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 tritium, <laughs> tritium, tri, tri, tritium, and get involved. It's, it's tritium. It's said so by scientists. Ah, <laughs> the same that brought us the cobra, Mark II. 
Which you can yeah, offer any clever, good lunch clever fan. Chemists. <laughs> Sorry, Flossy? And we might hear from Miss Marbles again next week. <laughs> we will we will. I'm all, I'm one episode up, so I've got I've got a week to get to to get ahead, as it were. Yes. Yes, part <laughs> part three is um in the can, as it were. But, but, which is which is uh, slang for toilet, isn't it? But you know, um <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> But Somebody pan him <laughs> quick. Lossy yeah. will resurrect me. Yes, lovely. And, and of course, it's good night from the Hutton Duck. Oh, yeah, he's still about somewhere. There's, there's loads of them. <laughs> anyway, so in honour of um, Elite Dangerous Odyssey... They are on loop. And <laughs> That's why I struggled with them earlier on. It's a one Yeah, but I, I pressed stop on mine. <laughs> And, and of course, the space legs, and of course, the Falco tip because it's right. Um, it's ZZ Top. Well done, Falco. We will catch you next week. Take care, and everyone, as always, as it always has been, and fingers crossed for the foreseeable future, it will always be for the mug. Good night, everyone. Catch you next week. For the for mug! The mug! Oh.